Hello, hi, how are you? Welcome to International Student Stories, where we share authentic stories from international students studying in the U.S. My name is Simon Hamlin. I am your guide on this journey. Together, we get to explore international students' dreams and passions and the impressive things they do to help shape our schools, society, and the world. Thank you so much for joining us. Our guest in this episode is Luisa Vivgora. Luisa's strong focus on her goals helps her overcome the discomfort and challenges that inevitably come up on the road to reaching them. Raised in Potsdam, Germany, Luisa dreamed of one day working in television as a news reporter or TV anchor. She also happened to be an accomplished volleyball player, which led to an athletic scholarship to Madonna University in Livonia, Michigan. In today's part one of our two-part interview, Louisa and I talk about her experiences as a scholarship athlete in the U.S. Here is Louisa Vivgora's international student story. Hi, Louisa. Hi, Simon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're, we're thrilled to have you here. You are actually are first on a number of levels. One of the fun things about launching a new podcast, we're about seven, eight episodes in, is everything is a first. You are mm -hmm. our first German student, you are our first scholarship athlete, and you are our first television news reporter. Wow, that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I want to talk about all of those things today. We're going to start with your background coming from Germany and coming to the U.S. to play volleyball at Madonna University. Now, before we get to your U.S. time, let's go back to your childhood in Potsdam, Germany. What was it like growing up in Potsdam? What are spots that you would want people to see if they were just visiting you for the first time? Oh, well, that's a very good question. Yeah, so... In Germany, like, of course, I always compare it to the U.S. being here, but we definitely have a lot of public transport. People walk a lot. There are a lot of parks. So in my hometown, definitely there are a lot of castles, you know, the way you, I think, imagine Germany. That's how my town kind of or city kind of looks like. And I'm an only child and always played volleyball. And um, for a little bit, I also danced, but then, you know, I needed to decide between the two because there was no way I could do both at the same time on the weekends. So I always stick with volleyball and yeah, school played a big part of it. And when I was in eighth grade, that's when I visited a radio channel for the first time. And that's basically how like my passion for journalism started. <laughs> how did you decide to stick with volleyball over dancing? I think I was able to kind of achieve something with dance in a short period of time like they gave a cup to like when we wanted a cup they only gave it to one person because it was only one cup and then at the end of the season I got one so then I felt very accomplished and I mean volleyball was kind of what I always like I liked the people a lot they were my closest friends at the time so I felt good letting dance go and just sticking with volleyball yeah at what point did you start to think this volleyball thing could actually take me to the U.S. on a scholarship? 
Well, so one girl from my volleyball club, she went to the US to study and play volleyball. And when she did that, I thought, wow, that would actually be the perfect solution for me because I always wanted to go abroad. And it's very common for German students to go abroad at least for one year or, you know, after we study also to do work and travel or something like this. But I thought studying in the US and playing volleyball would combine everything and you know, I would learn English, wouldn't waste time, would go directly into studying, you know. So that was like the main reason. What was your parents' reaction? <laughs> I think they saw it coming that I would want to go abroad because Did I they? already wanted, yes, <laughs> because I already wanted to go abroad for the high school exchange year, but I was kind of too young at the time to figure out the scholarship situation myself and it's still very expensive. So that didn't work out. And instead I went to Argentina for three months. And so they knew I always wanted to leave to other places. So, and I'm happy they let me go. I'm sure hoping that I would come back soon. <laughs> Have they been able to come out and visit you at all? Yes. And actually my mom is going to come in a couple of days. So I'm very excited oh, lovely. to see her after a year. Yeah. When you did come to the U.S., what were some of the toughest adjustments for you? In the beginning... Definitely the language. I didn't expect it because in Germany, we're supposed to supposedly have a very good education. I thought English, I will be fine, but it was a little bit harder than I thought. So people were just talking too fast, especially being a part of the volleyball team. Everybody was just talking, talking. And, you know, I was also always, I've never been very outgoing. So like that was a challenge as well. And I, when I wanted to say something, I wanted it to be the perfect sentence, you know, so by the time I prepared the sentence in my head, the conversation was already over. And that was definitely one thing. And that also played a role in making friends. Because of course, when you go abroad, there's this pressure. Okay, I have to find friends because if not, I might feel alone or something like that. And, you know, the other people on my team, the other girls didn't have that because they already had their friends 30 minutes away or an hour away. They had their family. So they maybe they didn't feel the same pressure with that but I felt because of the language barrier I couldn't show myself the way I was and I couldn't you know I couldn't make jokes or anything and that was very difficult in the beginning but I would say after three months that was fine but the three months just felt very long. I bet. What were the things that helped you overcome that? It definitely helped to have a lot of American like friends or like or contact to Americans in the beginning because I know that people because I didn't take ESL classes because my English was good enough to take normal classes and so I know that other people that take ESL tend to then stick to their nationalities you know then they make friends with other people from their country which is great and that's what I did in Argentina you know but I didn't learn any Spanish in Argentina because of that so I think that helped me a lot because first of all, there weren't any Germans and then I didn't take ESL classes. And then I also applied for like a barista job on campus and forced myself to talk to people. So that was yeah one of the other main things. So you threw yourself into the fire. You yeah, just went I right into I it. Just, I just had to, you know. Good for you. I think that's the other international students that we've talked to that's a really common theme. It's just, you have to get out of your comfort zone and throw yourself into really uncomfortable situations. And what better yes. way than, than to be a barista and have to <laughs> take orders and speak to people in a rush yeah. and jacked up on yeah. coffee all day. 
Yeah, and small talk and everything. Yeah. So did the other students that you talked to do something like that as well? They all had different stories. I think that would actually be a first on the barista side, but they took jobs at school or they were part of clubs. They joined sorority. So it really, everyone was a little bit different, but it did have that same common theme of they were putting themselves in a really uncomfortable situation and kind of sinking or swimming. Yeah, definitely. Which is the way to do it. Yeah. And how was it being a part of a team? So you were at Madonna University on scholarship for volleyball. Did it help having that team there as a initial community to be a part of? Yes, that definitely helped initially, especially because I always had my volleyball coach to go to for questions or like every team has multiple coaches. So like there's always the support, you know, and also I think it's very good that in the US there's always a student advisor, which is very helpful. So like from the journalism department, I always had one of the main professors to talk to and Yeah, being part of the team, it was positive in that aspect, but it was also challenging because it's very different from what I was used to in Germany. And I knew I would have to adjust to the level of playing and the expectations. And so in the US, it's a lot more physical, like the preparation for volleyball. And I never had that many practices before, you know, like on a regular basis because school was always more important in my situation in Germany. So I kind of knew what I was getting into, but with all the being so loud on the field and everything, that was definitely something I had to get used to because it's not something I'm comfortable with either. So another thing I had to like get out of my comfort zone to like scream words that I didn't feel comfortable saying or because they were new. And then definitely was a lot of pressure because of course there's a lot of competition and yeah, being a part of a sports team, you want to play, but it's also hard because you have to prove yourself all the time. And yeah, that can be tough because, for example, we were over 20 girls and yeah, six start. And of course, there are substitutions, but you know what I'm saying? I do. And that yeah. way, it sounds like that was a lot different than what you experienced in Germany. Yeah, we were fewer players, I would say around 12. And that was almost double. So that was definitely a difference. And then in Germany, we don't have high school sports like we do here in the US. So in Germany, we have to participate in clubs after school, which is not the main priority, how like the way it is in the US. So I would go to practice two or three times a week, not every day after school, you know? If you had stayed in Germany and gone to college in Germany and played volleyball there, or first of all, can you play volleyball in college in Germany? Not really. Not really. Okay. So it would be club. Yeah, because anybody could sign up for the school volleyball team, you know, and then it's not competitive at all. It would have been a totally different experience then if you had stayed in Germany and continued to want to pursue volleyball versus coming to the U.S. Yes. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, I will go to the U.S. I will see how much I can really improve to like kind of prove myself or like come to an end with volleyball. I mean, of course, in Germany, you can play an adult league and stuff like that. But I don't know if that's something I would want to do. What are you proudest of in your experience as a volleyball player at Madonna? Oh, as a volleyball player, I think just that I got through it (laughs) because it was very mentally challenging. And yeah, I just had a lot of challenges with one of the coaches or like with some of the players, you know, so that was very difficult. So I'm proud that I got through that. That's basically 
the main thing. That's a big accomplishment. I watched an interview with one of your former teammates. She also is an international student. How many other international students, if any, were there on your team when you were there? Actually, like two more, but um, they were from New Zealand and Australia. So that was a little bit different for them because they didn't have this language barrier. And I think their cultures also match maybe a little bit better. So I felt like they could blend in more easily, even when I was talking to my Polish friend. And were there other international students in other sports at Madonna? Oh, yeah. Yes, for sure. So other sports had a lot more international students and it was very nice to connect with them later on. So honestly, those were like the friends that stuck around and that are still my friends. So like it's very nice that like the connection I was able to make with other international students from Brazil or Venezuela or Poland. (laughs) Did you find their experiences were similar or different from what you were going through? Oh, definitely similar. And I think it's it's very helpful to connect with other international students, not when it comes to the language, you know, but I think definitely for to find somebody who asks you the right questions, asks you if you miss your family or, you know, like it's more because they're probably feeling similar things. Or even if somebody grew up in Europe, they have are more likely to have experienced similar like school systems and stuff like that. So, yeah. And you were a good hookup. They always need where to go for a good cup of coffee, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably made you some friends. It definitely helped me talk to people a lot and practice small talk because in Germany, we don't do a lot of small talk. It's very like, I think how you imagine Germans a little bit colder and, you know, we only talk about the things that are necessary, not really about how the day is going. So that was very nice here. And yeah. And then sometimes I was able to give them a coffee for free, but, (laughs) you know. Are there certain things that you find help bring you out of your shell and get out of that more formal, what you said is more of that stereotypical, I guess, German? Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely always doing the things, not thinking about it too much, just taking the job, going with it. And then also having American friends, kind of seeing what they are doing. I had one friend, she was always saying hi to everybody. Like after a while, I kept saying hi to people. (laughs) So definitely the repetition and just getting out of your comfort zone over and over again. Did they make any special accommodations for you as an international student? Did they have any special programs on the athletic side of things to help support? Or were you thrown in as if you were like any other domestic student? Yeah, athletic-wise, it was just, I think, the same as anybody else of course the coaches were saying oh on the weekends in the beginning they kind of connected me with some girls so if there was nothing going on on the weekends somebody would take me home with them so they think about the fact that if I wouldn't go with anybody I would be alone in my room you know so that's definitely something that was I got help with and then there are resources like the coaches are resources for how to maybe get the driver's license or a car and those things. So it's definitely good to have this athletic family, I would say. <laughs> and when you did go home to other teammates, families, and get to be with them on holidays or breaks, were there any traditions or things that really stood out that you liked that you weren't used to from Germany? 
Yeah, like Thanksgiving, you know, we don't have Thanksgiving at home. So that was awesome. Every year I went home with somebody. So that was very, very nice to experience that. And yeah, also going to football games and all these things or other high school games as well because of their siblings or something like that. That was also very nice. And just meeting their families because then, yeah, it's just like this family feeling, but also a little bit different. So that was really, really cool. What are the things you missed most from Germany? Uh, Definitely my family and friends. And from like normal things, I do miss the German bread. That was always, um, um, that's very good. And, you know, of course, it would be nice to have home cooked meals sometimes, you know, not just what I make for myself, but what my family would make. Describe that German bread for us. (laughs) So in Germany, we call what you guys call bread we call toast (laughs) so our bread is more thick i think and it's just more filling so like i don't know here i could eat three slices of toast and i would still be okay you know and in germany so that's i think the difference like it's like bread is seen as healthy whereas here you know it's like okay it's kind of bad we should cut it out because it's bad carbs you know We've got all kinds of good grains in it and good ingredients that have sustenance instead of just fillers. We've talked about your experiences playing volleyball as an athlete at Madonna. What advice, if any, would you give other students from Germany, from other countries who are athletes who are thinking about coming to the U.S. to compete? Yeah, so I think, first of all, I would try to come as fit as possible, so really with a good condition and also as strong as possible, because that's a very important part in the U.S., I think, in all sports. And even considering, because I came with an agency, and I think that's very common for athletes to that want to study in the U.S. to use an agency. But to be honest, I think it's also possible to contact coaches yourself with a highlight video and then once a coach wants you, contact the school, the international advisor, and then maybe go from there. I think there's a way to save money by trying it like this. Of course, the English English skills have to be kind of good enough to do that. So I think that's maybe the main problem why people see, okay, I have to do it with an agency, but I think it's worth a try. And I think that would be advice that somebody could have given me that would have helped me, you know. (laughs) Could you talk about the agency experience? Because I actually wasn't aware that there were agencies dedicated to helping athletes come to the U.S. Like at Study in the USA, we were familiar (laughs) with agents who are helping students come to study in the U.S. But it sounds like that might be kind of similar, but just on the athletic side of things. So could you describe that a little bit of your experience with the agency? Yeah, so I a little bit had to prove myself to her because it was an agency that was specific for volleyball players and yeah she had a lot of national players from Germany that she was trying to get scholarships for you know in the U.S. like at NCAA schools and stuff and of course it helps because before I came I didn't know about NCAA or the divisions NAA and stuff like that so the person helps with that but then you know they're always it costs a lot and there are because the person 
can or the agency can help with a highlight video and edit that for the athlete. And of course, the agency has a lot of connections to US universities and then kind of helps sending the video out or if they have like, I feel like fairs or kind of like that. So they present their players. So it is helpful, especially if somebody wants to get to a big university, but I think it's really also possible without, but of course they also help with the visa process, you know, explain how to go to the embassy and what to say, what not to say, and how to do the service application and all of these kind of things. So that's part of the process, but on the athlete side, it's definitely the creating the connection with the coach, which is something that I think is possible without. No, and also creating the highlight video. I, I edited it myself as well, but I didn't get in touch with any coaches because I thought, oh, I don't want to overstep. I don't want to do something that I, I don't know if I'm supposed to contact a coach or not, you know, but people can actually do that. You know, like here, if I would contact a coach, the worst they can do is not answer. So. And do you pay the agency out, out of your own pocket to represent you and help you get placed at a school? Yes. Or of course I had help from my family, but yes. And it sounds like from your experience, if you had to do it all over again, you felt comfortable being a little more proactive on your own and realizing that, oh, okay, I'm not overstepping my bound by sending tapes to other schools, to coaches, to promoting yourself and not just relying on an agency to do it. Yes, I think that would definitely be helpful to do that. That could also give some security, you know, because then you, as the athlete, you actually feel like, okay, I'm productive too. I'm not just waiting for an answer because I waited for a long time to hear. So yeah, that's definitely something I would suggest. And then I saw, saw it here, like how the international advisor was helping other students. So I was thinking, okay, she literally would tell them what to do exactly how to apply for the school. I'm not sure about the visa question, like how to then figure out the student visa, but as long as the international advisor can help with that, I think it's possible. That is helpful advice. Yeah. So we'll see a lot of other Luisas coming into the U.S. to compete. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to International Student Stories. And thank you to our team for putting together this episode. Stories are meant to be shared, so please pass the story on to a friend or family member who needs to hear a good story. A few other quick notes. I invite you to check out the show notes if you want more details on some of the topics discussed in this episode. For all the latest podcast news, stop by our website, studyintheusaglobal.com forward slash podcast. That's S-T-U-D-Y in the USA global dot com forward slash podcast. Subscribe to the International Student Stories podcast to be alerted on new episodes and contact us if you know of a current or former international student whose story needs to be shared with the world. Goodbye for now. Be well and much love to each and every one of you. Bye.